I'm Satine Phoenix from the Game School Podcast, and you're listening to Gaming and BS. Welcome to Gaming and BS, episode 83, where we'll be talking about no shows at cons. Meanwhile, this episode of Gaming and BS is sponsored by Gamehole Con. Visit www.gameholecon.com, the gaming convention happening here in Madison, Wisconsin, the first weekend of November. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, Sean. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. Today was like a lazy day at the Brett house, although I did get some gaming in. My son, AJ, wanted to run some d and I printed out a little map he found. He sat down for an hour or two, populated it with critters and a few traps. He uh, had a town, came with people's names and stuff, little adventure. Off we went. Free, I saw that. We freed some prisoners, killed some orcs and goblins, and uh, we were the heroes. So it was all good. And they lived happily ever after. Although AJ did allude to the fact that there's something much bigger and meaner in the hills, but we'll have to deal with that next time. Well, of course <laughs> there is. Yes. He didn't give us any experience points, though, so I think you might be might be a little Sean there. I don't know what's going on with that. Well, he's doing it right then. <laughs> Is he doing it right then? Nice. He's got my go, and my he's got thumbs up from this guy. Keep it up, AJ. You'll amount to something spectacular. It was a, it's actually kind of a cool, proud dad moment when he's sitting there and he's describing. You come into this room, and it, it smells like this thing, and he gives a description of this and description of that, and he's trying to add different pieces, what it sounds like when things happen, and it's that was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Instead of you go down 10 feet, there's a door. What do you do? No, the doors are wooden and moldy and this, that, and the other thing, and it's that's pretty cool. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, a lot of good details. Good stuff. Shall Next. we move on? Yeah, man. What's uh, announcements? What's this? What's this up? What? Huh? what? You put this up there. You tell me. Sock puppet troll. Oh, for the <laughs> yes, I did. I'm like sock pu- puppet troll. Wanted to thank sock <clears throat> puppet troll for the iTunes review that they left. Thank you for doing that. Much appreciated. I'm going to assume it was a nice review. <laughs> it wasn't like it we're was. not. This is not a uh, sarcastic thank you. This is an nice oh, it's a very good review. Absolutely, man. Very nice. So yes, that was the only announcement that I had. Cool. Oh, I did get um, I did get my Middle Earth role playing game put into Gamehole Con, so that's up. Oh well, hey, good job. Thanks, man. You have one event. One out of one out of three, so I gotta get the other ones going. I see. Somebody called me out and and not having all my events up or something, or Brett's having. Somebody said something like Brett. Oh yeah, Brett's got all the events or something like that. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's the other way around. No, that's totally oh, the other way around. Oh, that's harsh, man. Because I got my two. Yeah, you got your two. I just haven't got my other ones in yet, which is happening this week. So. Yeah, man. Good job. Thank you. I'm meeting. I'm slightly. I'm slightly. Uh, well, I'm, I'm meeting expectations at this point, so that's not bad. Meeting expectations. Checkbox. Box checked. Roger that. All right. Now let's get into random. Random encounter element of the show where we field emails, voicemails, comments from social media from you. You want to start, Brett? Oh, <clears throat> sure, I can. Fateful Mike emails us and says, G'day, gents. 
Recently, I got a promotion at my job. Oh, that's great. I assume he's going to be sending us gobs of cash. Yes. Hey, spread it around. No reason not to. That's right. (laughs) Seriously, though. He goes on with, uh, but it's changed my schedule. What's that? I'm nothing. Go ahead, Brad. Never mind. He said, uh, but it's changed my schedule from uh, evenings, 3.30 to 11.30 p.m. for at least the next few months. I was looking for a few outlets to get my game on, if you will. and wanted to know if you guys have any recommendations on G+, specific game sites or or whatnot. Sean, tough on the snowman. Dice rolling warms you up. Uh, becoming a, the regular with me, I bring you to a to a game for your opinion. Uh, Aces and Eights. A friend of mine bought it, brought it, excuse me, to my attention, featuring his favorite genre, which is westerns. Commons concerns: Where does it rank in the Western RPG list? Is this worth to check out? Um, what makes it special? Thanks for always keeping up the great work, Faithful Mike. Do you know I, anything? Do you, so for the first question he asked about gaming on uh, G Plus and so forth. What do you? Uh, any thoughts on that? So Roll20 does have forums that do uh, that do have games posted. So like if I, I have a I have a premium subscription to Roll20, and when I post a game, I can select to post that and solicit players for the game. So I know Roll20 has that. You can do that. Check that out. The other thing I would say is if you grab onto different communities that are out there, if you sort through the communities you're like hey new game aces and eights is somebody running that is there a community chances are somewhere on google plus there's a community for your game at whatever it is you can go out there and check around and there's in the communities i belong to there's a number of people that are saying hey i've got time this saturday anybody open for a roll 20 game i see that regularly from different players and game masters trying to throw something together a lot of guys are like saying hey i want to play test and adventure i'm gonna run out of con anybody ready for that i mean we got some time i got a little this that or whatever game system action so that would be a good option. There is or was, I'm sure there is, a online RPG Google Hangouts community. So that is all about playing on Hangouts. So I would imagine, I don't know if they have a Roll20, but they have Hangouts for sure. Like posting, looking for players, looking for GMs. GMs looking for players. Yep. Players looking for players. So, and the other thing to do is if you have a game you want to play or like to play or run and you're not sure if you join up with that community and put put out there like, look, I'd like to get in on a game. Anyone interested? I'm looking for this type of setting or <clears throat> what have you in that space. I'm pretty sure you'll get some hits in that in that way. So, and there's a lot of people. Um, I've seen guys in the UK and stuff running games. What would be really early or really late for me or other places around the world, literally around the world. And they're. Because the time zone difference is depending what you've got free, other people may well be free that you normally couldn't play with if uh, at a regular day job type of schedule. Yeah. Yeah, there is plenty. You just have to dig it up. And asking is just a good start. So we have a couple of pieces of advice. Maybe some other people will chime in as well. Yeah, there but are it- people out there who know good game sites on Google Plus, good communities or act- places that are really active in Roll20 or any of those online sites. Uh, let us know. It'd be really cool to uh, link to those if, if for no other reason than so for guys like Faithful Mike to be able to jump in there. I would also imagine that if you know what you want to play, Faithful Mike, that you can look up that game and find out a place to post for those games. Like, I don't know if Christian and Ron have Savage Bloggers Network. I don't know if they have a spot in their community for just Savage Worlds games, but I, I got to imagine they're going to know. 
or have a forum like that. Yeah. Or they'll be able to point you at somebody who does. Yeah. And I, I think Facebook, you know, we keep, he mentioned G plus, but I know Facebook has some of those, like even some of the RPG groups that I'm on. I'm sure there's people that have looked for games there. I do see some action over there. Not as much as on the pluses, but there is some. Yeah. The other question you have there, Mike, around aces and eights. I have seen it. I have never played it. It is by the same Kenzer Company, the same guys that do uh, Hackmaster and such. I believe it is not. I how do I say this? I don't. I think it's old schooly in a way. I don't. I honestly don't know enough about it. However, um, when it comes to games that are westerns, I do not know a lot of them. I mean, the ones that I have seen, like if you go to Al Hoot Trail, which is by Pilgrim Press, that's like a D and D mashup with it. If you go to Deadlands. By Pinnacle. That's a weird West. That's kind of crazy oddness. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Boot Hill. I mean, really old school TSR type of thing. There, for whatever reason, the Western genre does not appear very well tapped in the RPG um, industry or in the hobby, I should say. With uh, what was it? I was listening to Ken Robin and, and uh, Ken Height was bemoaning the fact that he's, he kind of likes Westerns, but there's just not a lot of interest in it. So. It's supposed to be pretty cool. I've yet to I've, the people I've talked to said, "Oh no, I play it. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good western. It doesn't have all that other stuff." And so far, the meaning that it's not like Deadlands or it's not like um, Al Hoot Trail or something along those lines. So I honestly don't know anything more about it. Sean, do you know anything about it? I don't know, but the book is pretty big. It is a hefty book. You could. It's one of those books you could. Uh, absolute worst kale. You could. You could uh, kill a cowpoke with it if you had to. A cow, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it's a Western game, dude. Got to do that. Oh, yeah. Cowpoke. Hey, cowpokes, gunslingers, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Mike, if you do play it, I would like to hear back uh, what you think about it or how it runs because I've never played it. And Westerns, I, I do have a liking for them. I just have never, never really played one. I remember there was, when I had Hero System ages back, it was a Western supplement for it and i'm pretty sure gerps has a supplement as well utilizing the um <clears throat> excuse me that universal system for either hero or for gerps but i don't know again it's one of the things that it was out there people go oh that's pretty cool but i don't know anybody who played it yeah i don't know good stuff though very cool thank you mike hey congratulations on the promotion again very cool very very yeah. cool. everybody should get promotions absolutely if it's up to sean and i promotions all around that's right next one's yours sir Timothy Stone, friends of Roger Braslett, Google Plus comments on episode 83, dedication to system. No shame or guilt. I've been blogged about, have dedicated a month of posts about it for the last five years and can say that Roger Braslett and friends have been playing it for nigh four years in two campaigns and many common characters. What he's referring to is Warhammer fantasy roleplay. Love it. WFRP first and second edition, mind you. Don't have time for that third edition, he says. Dedication, however, is rarely a flaw. Rules and setting mastery are often, often are fine bedfellows. Yet I still discover gaps in system and setting, in part why I participate in A to Z with a WFRP focus. And I'll probably run a game at WayneCon this year. So if you're going to Wayne Con, Yeah, look up Tim Stone. That's right. P.S. The setting guy. I know that guy. One of my best friends. 
Just don't talk to him about Elvin Chain. It got to be an in-joke, but at one point I asked author of Warhammer High Elf novels, Graham McNeil, what say you? He said, sure, probably quaint, but it's not lost technology. I almost had an ancestor of another PC, another elf PC of his actually wearing Elvin Chain. I pulled the punch, though. <laughs> so there was a few links that he provided that probably refers to what he's typing. Yeah, this out. is in the uh, it's in the uh, Google Plus um, community. Our community on this on uh, episode what is it eighty one on episode eighty one when we talked about it. oh no was it eighty two shit eighty two oh crap I'm losing my mind to dedication <clears throat> there we go anyway cool 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 I put eighty three that should be eighty two yeah Durp. it's eighty two. Good God, we can't count. But no, I. This is what Tim is saying here is exactly kind of what we were trying to get across. I think is that, <clears throat> excuse me, if you like the game and you're really having fun with the setting and the system and stuff, it can be just a hoot. You can, if you really get into it and that's what you love, there's no reason not to do it. You know, I know Roger Braslett, Um, when he and I have talked offline from this show on other things, you know, with the Warhammer Fantasy, he really likes it as well, obviously. And uh, Warhammer, excuse me, AD&D 2nd Edition, Rogers played a fair amount of that. And Mo Tusino, our Canadian god of gaming, um, has talked about how he loves Warhammer. And um, D&D 2nd Edition used to play a ton of that, too. So, I mean, there's, it's not a rut. It's a really cool thing, you know. And some, like we said, some people, we we skip from game to game for a while. And sometimes we dedicate time to it, sometimes for years. Kind of cool. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. Got one more. We do. I've got uh, Christian Serrano, the sexy voice, on the dedication to a system, which we now learned is episode 82 because Sean, I couldn't count previously. Uh, Christian wanted to chime in on this before you record the next episode. This is a great topic and really resonated with me. My reason for being focused for, excuse me, my reason for focusing on single systems is specifically because of my need to prioritize my time. There are other systems I know I'd enjoy, but using Savage Worlds as a go-to system means less barrier to entry. I can easily adapt it to suit the needs of the setting or genre. For my players, it means they don't have to risk spending money on another system they might not play again. As you guys had covered that already. $10 for the core book makes it even better, and many setting player guides are just as affordable in PDF, and some even offer site licenses. It also means we all have the same level of mastery and a greater sense of empowerment rather than fumbling with understanding and leveraging new rules. To summarize, it's a matter of convenience, time management, and economics. Which is something we talk we did touch on. So kind of cool that Christian sees it the same way. Yeah, I agree. There is a definitely uh, an economics behind it. Yeah, because if I, mean, <laughs> I I just recently bought I just recently bought two new game systems. I I don't know if I'm gonna like dive into them, but I did. I, no, I just I just bought PDF, so they were cheap, right? But I got Astonishing Swords and Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea, and Beyond the Wall. I picked up both of those. Uh, Friday night. So, but they're on drive through. They weren't that expensive. Dude, like I said, I I think I'm done with fantasy RPGs. I know. That's what you say. We'll see what happens. Unless, of course, Brett's going to, like somebody's going to run something that I will obviously buy it, but I don't know, man. Oh, well. We'll (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what happens. (laughs) Are we ready? Yeah. Woo! <laughs>
Topic of discussion. Brent wants to talk about no shows at cons. What? Yeah, Nick and Bruzio, we were talking about this uh, kind of post Gary Gary Con. He had sent this to us and he was uh, talking about it. And he and I actually talked about it at Gary Con together about how I think the registration snafus at Gary Con did not help any. But when you have a, I don't want to dig into that per se. We'll get into con Please. perspectives here in a bit. But. Please. Gary Khan. <laughs> it's like what number eight next year or nine? Could be. Just make it work. Just <laughs> have it work. Just have it work. <laughs> but Nick had talked about how um basically people showed up because it's kind of an open an open forum there where you could show up and say, Hey, do you have an open table? Do you have an open slot at your table? And Nick said, No, actually I'm sold out. Okay, ah uh, crap. All right, I'll go find someone else to do. And some of the guys, some of the men and women who had purchased tickets for his game didn't show. And so we ended up with an unfull table when he was sold out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it kind of annoyed him because he's like, damn it. I had people who wanted to play, who were looking to play in this game. If it was an opening, they were, they looked disappointed. They're like, oh, dang. Okay. Maybe I'll track back later. But by the time they did come back, you know, he was in full swing and it was just not a good opportunity to pull him in. So Nick's like, damn, that really kind of chaps my hide. Those are my words, not his. And I kind of got thinking about it for a little bit. And I'm like, you know, from a player side or a GM side, you know, what the heck do you do when no one shows up or not enough people show up? I've not run as many con games as guys like Sean or Nick have, but I have had it where you set up a game and you get few when, when no one shows up and you're running a game when it's kind of a, hey, show up and you sit down and play. If no one shows up, like, well, okay, I got two hours left. Nothing to do. I'll, you know, play a game on my phone or read a book or something. Um, but if you sit down and half a table shows up, if you wanted four and you get two, you wanted six and you get three or something like that, that you know, that can be a little little sketchy on the Game Master side, possibly. And also from the players can get a little annoying, too. So, so Sean, have you ever ditched out on a game and just said, fuck it, I'm not going? <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to see if you're the problem. That's what I'm trying to find out. I um I will be I I'm not going to lie, Brett. I have. I think. Let me think about this. I know I have, but I know that I also have given my ticket away. Oh, so it's the hey, I can't make it, Brett. You want to play Astonishing Swordsman? Yeah, that'd be cool. I can't make it here. Take my ticket and go. Yes. Okay. So you're scal- you're, you were scalping tickets for free, basically, on the side. Something like that. Something like but that. I think I've also, I'm trying to think if I've skipped out. Yes, I did. Okay. Rob Kuntz's game. <sighs> Gary Is that why we get all the hate mail? Is that why we get the hate mail from Rob Kuntz's uh-huh. office? Is that why? So, and it's funny because people are like, you bailed on Rob Kuntz's game? So if you don't know who Rob Kuntz is, he played with Gary. Yeah. He's one of the old Grognars. And, uh, yeah. I heard his games were not very fun, so I opted not to go. Now, I can't remember if I gave my ticket away. I don't think I did on that one. Because I think I just simply, I don't know if I had time to do that or not, but I did not. Okay, so Sean's part of the problem. We've seen this. Let's see if we can find a better way for Sean to deal with this problem. I feel bad for it. I don't make it a habit. So I guess part of it is that, so just to hammer on you a little bit there, but I mean, the fact is sometimes shit comes up, right? So when someone doesn't show up, my first instinct isn't that they're pulling a Sean and that they just think I suck. Um, My first instinct is that I'm like, you know what? Maybe somebody just flat can't make it. I remember last year at GameholeCon, 
there was a game master who didn't show up to one of the games that some of my buddies were going to go to. And uh, at, what was it? Josh, one of the guys from the from the, the game whole crew was over. I said, yeah, this doesn't happen here that often. And he's like, no, actually, I know that guy. He's sicker than a dog. He can't freaking make it. He was, he felt like crap, but he just he, he can't get in. There's just nothing he can do. I'm like, oh, well, you know, it happens. So when, because <clears throat> you and I talked about kind of the, the pay-to-play concept, and this is one of the reasons I believe that cons like to do this. So just take it from a con perspective. One of the reasons that you pay to get in, and then you pay to get event tickets is because if I paid for a ticket, chances of me doing what Sean did or bailing on a game or just going, ah, it's no big deal is because if I paid even a dollar or two or three or five bucks or whatever it is for that game ticket, I invested in that event and it usually helps people to show up. Sean, do you agree with that? Every time you assign a dollar value to anything, it provide it, it puts a value on it. That's why when free when there's events that are free, you get lower turnout, you get less people that are invested. And frankly, I like the pay what you want model, but I also think that there's something to be said about paying for something because you're then in charging for something. Yep. So I would agree. And I think statistics without me pulling them out of my butt will tell you that if you're charging for something, you will tend to get less no-shows. Usually, yeah. Now, this is in a case where you get like a like a GaryCon where there's a uh, technical snafu, right? When you're trying to actually register, and um, or if you're trying to get into you know GenCon and it eats your submission for some reason for your badge and you can't get the fucking tickets you wanted, and it kind of drives you bananas. That that's some of those things that's like out of your control. You just that that may cause downstream effect you can't deal with. Now, the other thing from a con perspective that so I know GameholeCon did this for. My buddies who, again, their, their Game Master didn't show. So they went over to the con booth and said, hey, Game Master didn't show. They said, really? Oh, crap. Do you want to exchange your ticket? They do not give cash back, but they said, well, there are other open things. Look at the board type of deal. Would you like to exchange it for something else? A couple of guys said, yeah, sure. Let's see what's there. And a few said, nah, actually, it's no big deal. It's just whatever. A couple bucks for it. And they're like, okay, uh, not, not a big deal. I'm kind of tired anyway. It was late in the day on Saturday. But I think that type of uh, <clears throat> ticket trade-in from the player's perspective helps. Like if you and I show up, Sean, and <clears throat> let's say Phil's supposed to be running a game at Queen City Conquest for us, and Phil's sick. He just can't make it. We show up, a couple other players. We better, sit, that better be the reason. That better be the reason. God damn it, Phil. Anyway. Family <laughs> or death. Yeah, death. mostly death. If it's not a death well, or a, or a birth, death. it doesn't matter. Pending death. Pending and I mean death. like his own. Yes, that helps. Right. Yeah, because yes. if it's not, it will be. That's what we're saying. Anyway, yeah. um, I think if you do what GameholeCon does in the like, hey, look, you know, hey, it didn't work out here. We can we can pass on. I don't know from a convention perspective what more can be done. I really haven't thought. Um, now that I've have a a heavier hand in running EverCon, I have to give more thought to this. So it's, this is, this is starting to perk in my head a little bit more of what do we do if and when. Something like that happens because the game master no show to me feels more shitty than a couple players not showing. I would agree because you're more likely to alienate three to six players or three to eight players if you're a GM and don't show. Then oh, Sean didn't show up to Rab Kuntz's gig. There's an interesting thing too, at least. I th- well, here's I, the other. Keep Here's going. Other, Keep going. If I don't show up to, if I'm a player and I don't show up to a game, chances are the the game master 
is going to go, I've got five, the sixth didn't show, and there's going to be somebody standing there. And it'll go, if you want to play, okay. Yeah. That, then that's easier to fill the player seat than, hey, does anybody here know how to run Dungeon World? Because there's six of us here who want to play an intro to Dungeon World game. Somebody run a here, game for me. That's harder was, to find. Here is the event um, synopsis, the summary. So if you could just use this. Yeah, this sounds freaking awesome. Please use this. Read it into your game. Exactly. <laughs> the players are <laughs> So the other piece I was going to run force five from Alderaan. <laughs> I, I don't you, the glorious bastards using the edge of the edge, uh, age of rebellion rules. Go just go one, two, three. Um, so the other thing I think is interesting and I've talked to some people about this and, and I don't know, I've never run a game at Gen Con and I know that Gen Con game masters get comped or helped in some way. And some some cons may or may not comp game masters in some fashion. I don't necessarily know what, but when a game master <clears throat> chooses not to show, I have seen people get pissed at the con because, you know, Brett didn't show up to run the game. God damn it. And then they're livid with the, the and the con can't make me show. I mean, <laughs> unless they hold a gun to my head and force me and force me to actually attend the game I'm supposed to run. I mean, I think it's unfair. A short version is unfair to blame the convention or the people who are running it if you have a game master who's a no show. So well, don't do that. I think that's not fair. I think it's only fair that um you hold the game con holders accountable and that they should run the game. Yes. Next time that happens, I'm gonna go find Alex. Alex, get your ass back over here, dude. Well, I got a game of Dungeon World that you're running right now. <laughs> They should have a bench of GMs. They should have a bench of GM just sitting there waiting. Yeah, that's what they should have. I'm not quite sure what the problem with that is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Alex, ever listen to this episode, he's going to... Our first and last sponsorship from Game Boy. (laughs) Exactly. I was going to say, wow, we were doing so well with those guys. Anyway. Nope. We're never getting a table there. So, Sean, when I have run games at cons, small cons, and I put in a minimum of X number of players and a maximum of Y... And sometimes people show up and I've got five players and I said I could take six. And, oh, I'm an extra guy. Sure, I got room. Sometimes it's a, a six-player game and a seventh person shows up. And I look at the table I'm like, yeah, all right, I could take an extra one. Wow. So that, that which sometimes is. not supposed to do that. I right? know. It depends on how the convention's set up, right? Right. Sometimes it depends on the convention set up. So sometimes that's a no-no. Sometimes it's not a big deal. I think the bigger issue comes in when it's a minimum. At least in my opinion, because if you and I are supposed to be running or you're running the game, I show up with two of my buddies and you've got a four person minimum. Only two of us show up as players. We sit down we're looking at our character sheets because the first two there, we pick the two we want. We're anxiously looking at you, pencils in our hands, ready to go. And you have to say, I'm sorry, guys, uh, there's only two of you and I need at least four to run this game. So go home. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to stay here. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, kids. I mean. What have you had that happen, Sean, where you're running and you don't get your minimum? Or do you not even care have, about minimums? I have not run into my minimum. Um, and it depends on the game. But yeah, I mean, if I if I'm running a D game or a DCC game or a funnel and I'm gonna need, well, I could in a that's a bad example because you these just two, hand out more zero level plebes, everyone yeah, just die. Two people are gonna have like you know, six people a piece. Um, so I haven't run into where I've, I've not met my minimum. If I did, I would just probably 
I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what I would do because I haven't had it happen. I'd probably roust up some people. What I had? Hey, hey, Brett, you, <laughs> you get over here. Just yeah. sit down, dude. Talking. You're a cleric. Talk, talk, talk. Oh, I don't want to be a cleric. You're on the microphone. Come on, come on over here. Yeah, thanks. Okay, <laughs> who's that guy you're talking to? Monty Cookie. I don't care. Too bad. Get, get over here, kid. Down. I have had it where I've not. Are you worried about that, Brett? About the uh, minimums <laughs> at your games? Yeah. No, I've had it happen. Have you we're really had Evercon because it's a very small convention and somebody was not, they weren't necessarily interested. Oh, what are you playing? Oh, I'm, I can't, I think I was running D and D five E and a couple of kids. Went, oh yeah. I, I just want to run path. I want to play Pathfinder. Okay. It was a very much first come first serve. You're in a room and that's different though. It absolutely was. It was the atmosphere of the con and I ended up with three kids and it was a minimum of four. And they looked at me like, well, can we still play? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Because I knew the I knew the adventure. I designed it. So I just pared things down. I just simplified it. Said, hey, does somebody want to play the fourth character? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll, I'll do that. Some kid grabs the thief, <clears throat> says he wants to run the rogue or whatever. And off we go. The TPK can just happen that much sooner. Way sooner. Right. A lot sooner. It expedites a lot of things. The other thing you can do, too, is that if you have like... You've got a minimum of four, and you're up to three players. You can do a game master NPC. You can do a, G, a GPC type of thing where you take it. <clears throat> However, that can be problematic and not always as much fun fun for the players. Right. But I think this is um, you know what solves you know what solves all of this. <clears throat> what's that? Our secret plan. Our secret plan. Right. You're going to tell me the secret plan? <laughs> app, man. Oh, Our app. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Who, the Who Sucks is Game Master app. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'll tell you what, cons. They they got to, hopefully, they're, they got to be keeping track of this. True. Yeah, the people who. That don't get players to sign up or they don't show up. Or, yeah. You know, they get, it's kind of like the reservation list, right? If you're going to make reservations at a restaurant, do they keep track of that shit? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think calling in and canceling your reservation is probably like not a big deal, but then the no shows, I don't know if restaurants get really pissed and they blacklist you or what. Well, depending on the type of game you're going to run and if you don't get your minimum, <clears throat> see me, if you're running a four to six hour type of event, I think the best thing to do would be to say, Hey guys, you know, I'll still do it, but we need to double down on, players win character sheets right some you guys gotta play two two characters because otherwise it's not gonna fly um right. or you've got to <clears throat> excuse me you've got to be ready to basically uh tone down your adventure as necessary so that it only fits the number of players you have oh that's so a concern balance yeah you could balance it out perhaps or or, or if you don't if you don't want to do that then you just run with you could just go and people die you know that, that, that can happen too. <laughs> Characters can just die. I didn't think you believed in balance and CRs and all that other crap. Brad. I don't. Okay. I don't. But when you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you know, we have two characters that are supposed to be um, laying siege to this thing uh, full of giants and only two of you showed up. So you're going to die. I mean, there's no two ways around it. If you were in my world in a regular campaign, and you had two characters, and it was you and you know you and Chris are playing, and Phil couldn't make it. Like, hey, Brad, I guess what we're, we're not charging the tower tonight. Both Phil and Kevin bailed, so yeah, we're gonna go do something else. And I don't think a lot of game masters come prepared with multiple scenarios to run, just in case the one that they plan to run at the con is a is you know falls apart on them. But 
<clears throat> so again, I'm not huge on balance and stuff, but when you have something that's pre-generated and pre-designed for a very specific type of thing, you can ad lib it and you can tweak it. And I think you might need to do that to make it um, still enjoyable for the other players. So I'm going to give you a story. You ready for my story? I'm ready. So I played in Chad Parrish's first edition AD&D game at GaryCon. Chad Parrish, if you don't know, he's the host of RPG School and Dead Game Society podcast. He runs some pretty decent events. And we were playing. And while we were playing, we picked our characters. And we're playing like 10th level. And we get down to the hallway and we're like, shoot, we got to, we better check for traps. Well, we don't have a thief. Whoops. <laughs> it's not by our doing. So, cause we've looked at all the characters and divvied them up. There was Chad, no, there was no thief. She, Chad's like, there's, oh, I thought there's, there's supposed to be a thief. We're like, dude, there wasn't one to choose from. And in first edition AD and D, no thief, you, know, you no no thief, no thief. He's checky, nothing. <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, I'm casting detect traps as a spell, and that's going to get sucked up pretty quick. Yep. So Chad did it on the fly. Ironically enough, it was on Chad, and and not. So it wasn't the amount of players. He didn't. I don't know what happened. He just he made a mistake. Like, you are now a fighter thief. I'm like super, like the guy to my left. Made a mistake. Yeah. But that's a perfect example though is rolling with it, right? Something happened okay. and you <clears throat> something happened and you make an adjustment. So again, not all not all game masters can do that or not all scenarios are really designed or equipped to handle that. However, if you do have a game <clears throat> where people can die, there's always the potential that after the first two or three encounters you're down to half the party. Right. So yeah. having too few characters to start with is almost like starting halfway through a old school adventure where half of them are dead anyway. Um, or if it's a matter of uh, investigative where you're playing like a trail of Cthulhu, you can always spread the change the, the clues around so that they're accessible via different, um, different skills or uh, different investigative abilities, I should say. But I don't think that um, how am I going to do this? I, I think a lot of it from the game master side comes from um, how prepared are they? in order to be able to run for, you know, half the group size, if that's what they're expecting from a minimum. I mean, if, if one guy, if you sit down and it's you and me at a table, it might be like, um, no, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't going to work type of thing. Well, it could just be an uncomfortable, it can, I guess what I'm saying is it can be pretty uncomfortable on the poor game master and the player, you know? So the game master, know, the game master needs to be honest and say, look, I, I can't do this or the game was not set for this and I don't have anything else prepared. So I'm sorry, guys. Or whatever. Well, it also depends on, you know, having one person not show up out of like an eight player game, not a big deal. Exactly. I'm talking about minimums. When you're supposed to have like a minimum of four people and, and two guys show up. Yeah. That's different. Right. Yeah, I agree. So on the other side, though, is that from when you're a player, then is you need to know it's not the game master's fault that the other guys didn't show. Um, Offer to take that second player character, right? You're like, look, there's there's only need we, we're missing one dude. Fine, I'll, I'll play the cleric. I'll play the thief, or I'll be the rogue intelligence officer. Sure, I can do that. Addition to being the sniper guy, I can play both of those dudes. That's not, that's not a problem. Hey, she said she'll she'll take the mage too. All right, give her the mage and the fighter. We got everything else divvied up. We're good. So the other <clears throat> what, I, what I was going to say is that the other thing um, as a player then is. The, 
how do I do this? So it, it's best to do if you really want to play and you don't really have enough of you, then you know work with the game master. Talk to him like, look, cool. you know, maybe maybe we only go a couple rooms in, maybe or something. Can we you know go, go some more people? Yeah, up, man. That's the other. That's the other thing. He's like, hey, I, I know got, a couple people. I got recruited once, man, and it was a great game, but it wasn't a minimum. It was just weird where a guy was just walking by and he's like, come on, man, let's go. Come on, come on, we're gonna play some play a game. Like what game? I don't even know what he told me. He's like Doc Savage. I'm like, uh, what what system? What game? He's like, oh, just come on. Shut come up, on. gamer. Sit down. Here's some dice. Could be a minor. I was like a party of eight guys. And it was in like a conference room at the Omni, I think, at Gen Con. And it was a great time. I just kind of sat back. But if but, you're gonna play all the guys in Doc Savage Entourage, I think you might need a party of eight guys plus Doc. Like James Bond. Oh, cool. Like James Bond and Doc Savage. But and, what you're saying though is is that as the player is that it's again that whole I'm not here to be entertained per se. I, you know I paid for my ticket. I want this to work. If you're allowed to take people with generic tickets at the at the con, or if it can be walk-ons and it really doesn't matter, no one gives a shit. Um, you got social media people. If you got friends at the con and somebody's not busy, or someone said, "Hey, that sounds like an interesting game," bring that person with you, or you know, reach out to them. You know, run the halls a little bit and see if anybody's interested. So uh, the game master is gonna be sitting there looking kind of flustered that he or she doesn't have enough players going damn it you know she really put all this time into it and not enough people showed up to her game why not um do your bit if you can and try to uh, wrangle up a few more i'll tell you another reason why i didn't really care about showing up to rob's game or not because i already paid for it in through the badge but the badge the system at gary con is silver pieces and gold pieces yes so I don't actually pay for the game. I pay for the badge and then included in the badge is like one gold piece and two silver pieces. And each event is valued at one or the other. Oh, that's right. They're wonky. Right. So what system. happened? You didn't really pay is, any real money extra to play that game. No. So there was no value to me. But at the same time, if you go to game hole, you have to pay for the event. So the thing is, remember kids. So the thing is about Gary Khan, which is kind of tricky is when you don't, when you play off the grid, you're actually giving more money to Gary Khan. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Then you would be. If you're on the grid. Hmm. If you're, does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. But I, I don't know. but I guess so, Sean. Because you're, it's included in the badge. Yes. And you're not taking advantage of it. So you should register for a game and then sell it. There you go. <laughs> Scalping tickets. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so Sean though I mean as a game master do you, you you're just so damn good you're always turning people away have you ever been shorthanded where you've needed to double up on character sheets or anything for anybody no, no. I always have I always have the table the the people that are signed up for the game show up usually I don't think I've had one no show and then I'll have somebody else that'll want to play oh well actually I had I had it whacked back uh, one time where I thought somebody was a no-show. Told the guy, have a seat. Then the person with the ticket showed up. Oops. <laughs> Not a big deal. Sorry about that. Like, wasn't like three people. But yeah, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can I can wing with an additional, but you're going to be playing the exact same character. You just have to change the name here. Because I had like two copies of the same character. Ah, So I guess that's the other component from a Game Master side is I always bring a couple extra characters that could fit in. Just in case, sometimes it's it's simple as uh, if I'm playing an OSR style of game where 
you're two rooms in and a couple unlucky die rolls and three people are dead. And you're like, yeah, how about we here? <laughs> how about we just, you know, you just, we, it's a four, four or six hour event and you just set half hour in two year dead. Okay, here, let's get your money's worth, guys. You paid for this ticket. Let's, let's uh, rev it back up. Here's a hobbit for you and a dwarf for you or whatever. And off you go. Um, <clears throat> But I think, hmm. If the con allows you to, if you know the rules of the con, and the con doesn't give a shit if people can have, if you can have walk-ons, right? If they, if they don't care and you're not going to get in trouble for it, um, I would say, yeah, if you're short, if you're short a player, try to, you know, rally some help with the other players or yourself as GM and just try, go for, try to find somebody if possible. If not, I need to come in agreement with the player saying, look, you know, it's set up for four players minimum and uh, eight maximum, and we only have three of you. So I really don't have anything else prepared. It's just not it's not going to work unless you want to each play three characters. You may have you may be surprised. The players may be like, hell, yeah, I want to play this game. We can play three characters apiece. OK, they may be more than willing to do that. And um, or like I say, you may have to shorten the adventure, perhaps, or drag it out or pass or move the clue around a little bit, because if you designed it. So that way the the fighters have stuff to do, the clerics have stuff to do, the bagman's got stuff to do, and the you know, the computer hacker, she knows what she needs to do, and all that stuff has changed because no one wants that character or it's not there. You gotta either put in NPCs briefly to do some of the work that needs to be done or something, or you gotta make some drastic changes potentially. And if you're not ready to do that, I think as game master you need to be honest with the players who show up and say, No, I, I look, we're done. I'm I'm sorry, I apologize. You know, it, it sucks if they paid for it, but, you know, I, I, again, you've got to kind of know the rules of the con where you can say, look, you know, I, I'm not I'm not required to run a game when I told you it was a minimum and I only have three of you. So there's nothing I can do about that. It becomes a vaudeville act after that. You should entertain the players, Brett, for four hours. That's not a bad idea. Or, or bring up backup, bring backup. Like, OK, couldn't get my minimum for this game. Now we're going to whip out this game and play it. Yeah, you just run ad hoc, or you have have whatever it is in your back pocket. Yep, you can pull out a different game. Absolutely. I, again, though, just right. tell the players, look, you know, we were going to run, you know, this crazy ass dungeon crawl, old school style. Um, I think what I'd rather do, being that I only have a few of you, is I'd rather run this other thing instead. You can use the same characters, but it's going to be a different um, a different setting. It's okay, or a different env- environment, or maybe even different characters or something. So. But again, it's not like everybody prepares two adventures, two, uh, excuse me, adventures for every game they, they want to run out of con. I would take a different route. I would go and find out who signed up for my game and then hunt find out those who, bastards down their family, their dogs, their house, burn it all to the ground. Find out who showed up <laughs> and find out where are those other ones, what other games those other ones are registered, then show up to those games. And just stand around the table and glare at them for the entire four hours. So where were you? Ah. Just say, hey, um, Good to see you me. know that noon game that uh, was like for six minimum uh, or four minimum? Um, yeah, me and this guy were the only ones that showed up. And this is the GM. So we're just wondering, the fuck were you? <laughs> hey, actually, uh, why don't you step out of this game and we'll sit down and play this game? Yeah. And then drag him out kicking and screaming. Yeah, hey. Get the con organizers um, and say, hey, this guy looks like he's got his minimums. Um, we're just going to swap places with the people that stiffed us. What do you say? 
Nice. That's pretty fair. Brett, you might want to look at that forever con. I might have to start doing that. Might be a tactic. You know, hey, this is you write that into the fine print. Right into the fine print. A large a large man will come over and hit you in the head with a stick if you screw over the previous game. If you stiff somebody's game because you didn't show up, they couldn't run it because of you, and you play in another event, they get to jump in on your event. The other thing to do, quite honestly, is that from a minimum perspective, is don't don't go too high, right? If you've got a game that you're going to run for four to six hours, and you're like, look, I really need a minimum of six people to play this. Like, dude, really? Okay, what are you going to do if, if one person doesn't show? Because five is, you know, make your minimums uh, no higher than four, in my opinion. And that's on a big that's on a big table. But I would think you'd want to keep your minimums at a decent at a decent level so you can still go. Be- We'd have to look at root cause in this whole thing, Brett. I don't know. Why are people not showing up to games? Well, like I said, sometimes my my usual thought is that something happened, somebody can't show up or whatever it is. Maybe they didn't pay for a ticket. Maybe they're not. In, maybe you're trying to run a fate game at a convention that is traditionally heavy D&D and no one knows what the hell fate is and no one wants to try it. And they're sitting oh, there at an empty table. That's different. That's different. What you're proposing is that people aren't interested in that game. Possible, yeah. I'm talking about people that have registered and they don't show up. Yeah, I don't know what to do about those assholes. If you register a fate game and you're not, it's not a quote unquote fate. Doesn't not a lot of fate games going on or whatever. You took that one in your own hands. People might not register for it. True, but you know that. Usually, I think most cons will let you know how many are registered for your event. At least some of them. But I'm talking about what drives people to not show up at at games, Sean. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, shitty games. <laughs> I, I did not show up to Rob Kuntz's game because I heard it was shitty. Well, now, so let's look back. Nick brings this up, and Nick, you know what I heard? You know what I heard it was about what? Brett. Oh yeah, I've heard that. I heard it was that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not going to be at a con for like it was a six-hour game, and I'm not going to be sitting there telling, be told like I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah. No. So what yeah. Nick what when Nick brought this topic up though, Nick runs a good game. I was watching yeah. him run, he was having a great time. It just <clears throat> what happened was people showed up, said, Hey, do you have an open space? And he's like, No, um, I'm actually full. Yeah. And then people then some of the people who were full bailed on him and then they couldn't come back. So it's one of those pieces where in that That's case cool. and strangle the con organizers. <laughs> That's it, go and strangle con organizers. I think yeah. the only thing so if, if I were to say, Oh Nick, could you have done something different or better? I don't necessarily know. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head is that tell the guys to check in ten minutes after the game is supposed to have started because if you're still open seats, you're just gonna give them away. Right at that point. Right. And yeah. you know, kind of do, <clears throat> if that's a if you're allowed to do that, if you're allowed to first come, first serve, or you're allowed to fill empty seats with with whomever, um, you can look at okay, guys. Give me ten minutes after start. If no one's here, I'll, I can fold you in like that. It won't even be a problem because I want you to. I want a full table, guys. We want a full table. Yeah, we want a full table. Great. You and you. Uh, when you two come back in ten minutes, if it's full, it's full. I apologize, but then you still got enough time to scurry around and try to find find something else to do. That yeah. that seems fair. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the shitty GM thing is usually not a uh, a point because you usually register it because it's a good GM and you know them or the game sounds fun. You want to try that system, but you don't know the GM. 
that is the one that I have heard the most about. Right. My situation was I registered for it, thinking it would be really cool. It was a long event. It was a particular game system. Like I think it was like AD&D. So it was a game system I played before, but not for a while. And then I heard the GM was shitty after the fact. Because otherwise, if I didn't hear that, I'd be there at the table, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wishing you were dead. <laughs> then finding out. Like, wow, I this sucks. Didn't want to be there. But I walked by Nick's game and he was having a blast. And like, and the folks that were playing with him were having a really good time. It's just, it's unfortunate that the uh, the people who had, who had paid to show up, you know, who had slotted for the game didn't show. <clears throat> but I think as Game Master, the best thing you can do, apart from if you're able to fill the slots and you have people that are interested who show up, Give them a time to say, please come back in five minutes. If no one's here or please come back in 10 minutes, depending on, you know, if it starts at two o'clock, tell them, look, stop in at 10 after two. It's a four or six hour game. If no one's here at 10 after two, dude, you're in. I'll, I got a table, you got a chair. You'll be right there. You'll be playing. Um, otherwise, the, the other tricks and the types of things you could do is that whole, do you have a list of, <clears throat> have you talked to people around the con who said they're interested? Do you have, you know. Uh, different, you know, social media ways to access. God, that's going to be just a shitload of work. Do you prepare a second game just in case the first one doesn't work? Fuck, not everybody has that kind of time to do that or really wants to do that. Um, As a player, the best things you can do is try to help, you know, find more players. You can offer to take second player characters, offer to, you know, maybe not, maybe play an abbreviated version of the the adventure of the Game Master's uh, cool for that or whatever. But I don't know... It's it's a goofy thing because you you feel <clears throat> excuse me anyway I feel like there should be something that you could do but when it comes down to it I mean a lot of the the really cool solutions like oh yeah I just have a second game ready for that way when I only have four players instead of eight I don't uh, if you can do that great but otherwise that can be a lot of work and not everybody's going to be able to pull that one off you know, one thing that cons could facilitate is a communication message way of, or way of communicating amongst everybody. So if I register a game and Brett registers, I register to run a game as a GM and there's four slots, Brett and his buddy who are coming down from the Wausau area, that's four hours of drive, registers for the events and I have their contact info whether it be contact info through the forums of the con or some type of messaging through the con app and Brett and his buddy say, Hey, we're not going to be able to show up to your game. Our sincere apologies, whatever the reason, blah, blah, blah. Then maybe you can get those people removed ahead of the time, ahead of time before that game starts. And then open up slots. Yes. Up slots. And then Sean can maybe post the G plus. I have two more slots. These two canceled, blah, 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 blah. The problem is, is a lot of these cons don't have, they don't facilitate that stuff, right? Four people, they are, they're going to be showing up, cross your fingers, and then they will, or they won't. And if they don't, then you're kind of standing there waiting. And then you say, two didn't show up. It's an hour in already. Now you're, you're, you put up the red sign that says players needed. And anybody who passes by the table, you're kind of like, hey, you want to play? Hey, you want to play? You got two slots open. Two guys didn't show up. But if you do that through an app, even if it happens right at the 11th hour, 
you can start messaging people. You can start, you know, pre-planning. You can start pulling people in from the lobby. You can. Well, you don't want to be doing it an hour into a four-hour game session because then the players who are actually trying to play are getting screwed, as are you. You're not into the game because you're spending an hour half gaming and half looking for players. You could, you could, as a con organizer, do a check-in. Hey, your your event starts. Your event that as you've registered for starts in a half hour, starts in an hour, starts in three hours. Check in, and you could just go check in. Like I'm ready, and you you ready it. So then you can the Sean can look at it and go three hours ahead of time. All my people are here. They're ready to go, or they're on their way. We have, it doesn't matter where they are. They could be driving for all I care as long as they're here in three hours. So we have the technology. We can make this better via mobile apps. I think cons um, have a long way to go and I don't think it's, I don't, I think cons that are run like shit are run like shit. And then I think the cons that are run well can run be, can be run even better. No, I hear you. No, that makes sense because the, the short version is that there's so little you as a game master can do or you as players can do. Cause if Sean and I show up to a game and it's just the two of us and Chris, and Chris is going to run fate. Chris is a good dude. And he may be like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to just tune this thing down. We're going to run for just the two of you. We're going to go. Okay, yeah. great. We had a good time. There's only two of us kind of sucked the other, you know, four didn't show, but we had fun. Other game masters, Brett and uh, Sean sit down and there's Tim. And Tim looks across the table and goes, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I, I need four people. It's the minimum. So I'm sorry, but I can't run. Then I'm not going to get pissed at him because, you know, he, he advertised it as such. Like, okay, yeah, that sucks. You want to do something else? You want to, you know, you got to you know, play magic? You want to play chess? You want to do something? I got a game in my bag we could do. Um, <clears throat> so apart from being very nimble as a game master and um, being just ready to kind of roll with the punches as a player, I don't think there is a lot you can do from a prep perspective. No. And again, everybody's going to have a limited no- amount of prep you can do. So the other piece, though, is that if you know how the con runs and what the con's um, rules and regs are, if you will, around events, Game Master doesn't show, what are my options? If you don't know, ask somebody who runs the con, hey, if I show up to the game, the Game Master doesn't show, do I get my money back? Ha, ha, ha. Or can I at least swap out for a different ticket? Oh, yeah, you can. we can come here, we can change tickets. Great, because that way, as soon as you find out the Game Master didn't show, pick up and bail. Go Train your ticket in and go do something with it. If uh, as the game master, like, um, look, what what happens if I don't get my minimum and you know players are pissed? Do I just direct them to talk to you? What I mean, if you're uncomfortable, you know that's part of what the con people there, you know, from a facilitating ownership perspective, can maybe help you out with. I mean, if you're if you're not if you're stuck, you're stuck. Or maybe the con guy will tell you, and I, again, I'm making this up, but he might say, you know what? If 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 not enough people show up, Brett, tell them they can just go, go get their ticket swapped. Okay. And maybe that's the answer. And if that's so, you know that type of stuff ahead of time so that you're prepared within the rules and regulations of the con itself to react accordingly. So that way you don't feel like you're making something up and being put on the spot. And for those that say, Sean, your app thing is sounds good, but people can still cancel or check in and not show. Yeah, that's true. But still, I think that I think that people that realize that they're not going to show up would be more than happy to say, I'm not going to show up. Well, especially if you could do it anonymously through an app, right? You go, no. Saying true. no via an app and is much easier. It's kind of like, you know, the person, the 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 cute little kid selling cookies in front of you is harder to tell to go to hell than it is over the internet. 
right? Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> well, supposedly it is. Not that I've had that problem before, but anyway. Yeah, really. <laughs> get out of my face, kid. God damn it. Take your fucking cookies. All right, die roll. Two to four miscellaneous points of gaming or geekery we want to share with you. Brett has one. Uno. <clears throat> but this is a good one, dude. Oh god. It is. Famous last words. <laughs> there is there's a short there's an animated short that uh some guys did about the Mountains of Madness, HP Lovecraft's Mountains of Madness uh story. It's a it's a short animated clip of it. It is really, really well done. It is a ton of fun. I saw this and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta put this out on die roll. So um I got the link in the show notes, go out there, click on it, and uh you can watch it. It's on YouTube, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. How long is it? Um, shit, I forgot. It's not very long. 10 minutes? I, I don't remember. You'll have to go watch it. All right. I, I went insane after I watched it or something. No, anyway, I don't honestly don't remember how long it is, but it was pretty fun. It was a lot of, okay. it was cool. Cool. You don't, you don't sound convinced at all. I'm sure it's cool, man. You're just mad I only have one again. <laughs> Keep going. Roll 20 con. Online Con, June 3rd. Check it out in the show notes, link in the show notes. I imagine you can register a game and run it. I roll 20 Con. Yeah, there you go. There we are. There you go. What else have you got? Book celebrates the art of Atari. Huh. Yeah, man. Because if you are a baby of the 80s and you had an Atari and you remember all the Atari covers, art of atari and how cool those covers looked compared to the actual graphics of the game <laughs> that's right on usa today baby neat that's kind of cool that's right it is kind of cool brett that's what i bring to the table it is kinda cool. yeah that's it that's all i got i think that's uh i think that's not too bad yeah it's interesting i mean if folks out there have dealt with this before i'm i'm positive not everyone is as amazing as Sean and somebody else out there has had an issue with people not showing up at a game or something along these lines. I'm curious as to what you guys did with it. I know it's not, it can't just be us talking about this and just poor Nick having, you know, having a weird snafu incident. Um, I'm sure other people have done stuff. There's no question in my mind. It's all registration. All registration snafu. Absolutely. Anyways, yeah, let us know if you get some input on how to handle it. This show brought to you by patrons like Joe Swick, Kevin Lovecraft, Steve Day, Old School DM, Christian Sexy Voice Serrano, Jeff Rademacher, Forrester Gary, Misdirected Mark, Brett's Biggest Fan, Mark Anthony Benedetti, Tony Baker, Paladian, Corey Wynn, Bruce Cunnington, and Andy Hall. Consider becoming a patron of the show at GamingNBS.com. I think that is it. I think that's about it, man. Next week, I think we're going to talk about um, uh, tweaking up some monsters. I've got some ideas around that. I think we might talk about that. Maybe I might change my mind. We'll see what happens between that now and then. Tweaking some monsters? Yeah, maybe. We'll see what happens. Sweet. We good then? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to do the bit so we can end the show. I just want to say, I want to end shows with be excellent to each other from here on out. Okay, you, you do that. This is Sean. And this is Brett. Be, be excellent, excellent to, to each, each other. other. <laughs>